Is everybody ready to hustle again? Well, I'm going to take the answer is yes, because you're here listening to my podcast, The Hustle Podcast. Thank you again for joining me. I'm Megan, the host. And uh, just a quick announcement, my website, thehustlepod.com is up and running. There are a few technical difficulties such that you get with web development. Uh, I'm sure if you guys have ever opened up your own website, have kind of gone through something like that. So if you experience any technical difficulties, um, just bear with me. We are working it through with the developers and uh, we'll get it fixed and 100% up and running, but it is up, it is running. Let me know what you think, put a lot of work into it and I'm very excited about it. So uh, yeah, sit back. Relax as we go on another episode of the Hustle Podcast. Here we are again, another episode, Hustle Podcast. This is how I hustle. Uh, Really happy to be here, but I am so sorry. I'm a little late. Um... Just on a personal note, I'm in college and the courses are, I'm in my last two courses and it's taking a lot of research and a lot of time to form my culmination of my degree. So that took priority in my life and uh, my podcast kind of got shifted right. So here I am on a Tuesday uh, getting this to you, but here I am on a Tuesday still delivering. So day late, very sorry, but still thank you so much for listening. And I'll get to our topic, which is entrepreneurs. Uh, Yeah, it is really interesting to see an entrepreneur and what makes them tick and what is that special something that drives them to succeed. We are talking all about the top 10 traits of successful entrepreneurs around the world. There's a quote that we found in Forbes that says, entrepreneurial spirit is a mindset. It is an attitude, an approach to thinking that actively seeks out change rather than waiting to adapt to change. It's a mindset that embraces critical questioning, innovation, service, and continuous improvement. And it's also, it can be elusive. You don't need to be the black turtleneck and jeans wearing Steve Jobs or the nerdy Eureka kind of inventor with glasses and no social awareness. We've seen them, we know them. But your brand can, of entrepreneurial spirit, will be unique. It will be your own. Your journey to being an entrepreneur will be your own. You can't compare it to anything else. You can get help from others. That's true. But uh, I wouldn't compare it to others. Entrepreneurs can be different as the stars above, right? But there are some common characteristics among them. And the first we're going to talk about is passion for the business. Our first trait is passion, which Passion is kind of a loaded word for me. If you've listened to my previous podcast, um, I definitely think I do. I believe in career capital, but I also think passion matters too. So am I going to say, yeah, follow your passion? Yes. But if you follow your passion without career capital, you know, it's kind of a loaded question, a loaded thing to do. Um, very dependent upon your situation and everything like that. But passion is important. I think that is probably what kind of will keep you going when the times are tough, when things are hard. But we all know, we all can think of a person that drives us crazy because they keep talking about the same thing all day long. And that's, that's their passion. It's a passion so strong that it overrules other social cues that you are sending, saying you are tired of listening to him. 
And you know that that person who ran in and raved about the last thing that they bought so much that you went out and gave it a try? Well, that's passion too. How about that guy who gets very loud about the last plays of that certain football game? Uh, my husband, for one. <laughs> but that's certainly, that's passion too. Sports fans are some of the most passionate people I know. And I'm one of them. I'm a Browns fan, Cleveland Browns. And uh, if you know anything about football, that's a hard burden to bear. But I'm passionate about the Browns and I love football. So I keep at it. But I bet you have a passion all of your own. And the chances are that if you've launched your own business, it's because you have a passion for doing something very specific. So in my case, I'm trying to launch my business in selling uh, sports-specific workout planners. And I've also uh, made it a foundation of my business to donate towards mental health awareness. So a portion of every single sale I make will go towards that. And to me, um, that's uh, important. And my passion is working out. I love the fitness industry, but I don't have enough career capital right now to dive headfirst. I don't, I wouldn't be successful. Um, even though it's my passion and I love it, I wouldn't be successful right now because I don't have the career capital. But my passion definitely is powerlifting. If you ever check out my personal Instagram, that's my business one. Um, I'm always posting workout tips, powerlifting cues, my own progress, things like that. Uh, and I've been pretty consistent within the last year with that. So that is honestly what keeps me going. There's been many times in this year alone that I have wished I had quit, have wished that I had never started this because it's just so daunting. But I keep going uh, day by day, step by step. I keep going because I want to know that I failed because I tried. And if I never try, then that is a bigger, it's like a, like a bigger failure to me. So that's kind of my passion and why I started my own business. And I think passion can, you know, it gives us drive, determination, and motivation. And it can give, um, honestly, uh, more items on this list too that we're going to talk about. But passion alone won't make money. <laughs> and it won't, it, it doesn't. I mean, I'm passionate about my business. I've invested more money into it than, you know, I haven't made a cent. So I will get there. But passion alone won't make, won't make you successful or make you money. You do need a few other skills for that. Entrepreneurs who are successful, they love what they do. They put their passion to work for them. It drives them to put all of those extra hours into making their business succeed. They sacrifice so much for their passion because it's really not a sacrifice to them. Seeing your passion project flourish because of the results of their labor is a reward that goes well beyond just money. So for me, part of my passion in my business is uh, being able to raise money for mental health awareness. And if I'm able to hit my donation goal uh, just by selling some shirts or raising money, you name it, that to me, that's a result of my passion. That's the result of the work I've put into it. And that means so much for me. So passion career capital. To me, it goes hand in hand. I don't think you can have one without the other. Uh, and if you disagree, by all means, let me know. There's a contact form on my website. Um, I would love to see an opposing view or just hear what you think if you agree, disagree. Um, I think it's also important to have an open mind and talk about these things. Uh, you don't grow and you don't learn unless you have these kind of discussions. Next up on the traits for successful entrepreneurs is a vision for the future. 
It's hard to work all the extra hours unless you know that it will pay off in the end. Successful entrepreneurs have a clear vision for the future, and that's the second trait. They always keep an eye on the bigger picture. They know when the industry is changing and they have long-term goals. They also see challenges as they are coming and can tackle them head on. The vision gives them direction and makes sorting out smaller details much easier. So a vision for the future is everything. And I, this is kind of where I messed up in forming my business, which I'm very open about of the ways I went that weren't right <laughs> because there were several, but um, that aside, it's okay, whatever. We all make mistakes. I'm not going to let it get me down, but I didn't make a business plan before I incorporated as an LLC and started my website, did all this stuff, right? And I had no idea um, what I was doing. I had no purpose, no vision. And so since then I have created a business plan and put a lot of work into it. And while I'm the only one that's seeing it, it has made things clear and things have come into focus. And what I realized too was that I was doing things that didn't serve my end goal of making this powerlifting planner. And so I stopped doing those things. And um, now I have more time, kind of, in a way. Well, I'm not wasting my time on efforts that don't get me to where I need to be going, is what I'm saying. So, and um, a vision for the future, too. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta have goals. You gotta set them up. And uh, my earlier podcast of how to set goals, my own method, and... I'm sure it's not a unique method, but it's just how I go about doing things is you have a goal and then you write out the steps of how to get that goal and what's a business plan. The Like it makes you think and focus on that bigger picture because a business plan is for one, three to five years out. And you also look up demographics and marketing statistics in your NAICS code and you, you kind of learn more, too, about what it is you're getting into as you're forming this business plan. So that's my personal tip. I know it's kind of, you know, not, it would be easier if I had like a business that was up and running. Yeah, but I'm working. I'm working it. But a vision for the future is also, it's always something you should have in mind. Um, and sometimes you might not know that you're going to be successful, and that's okay. It's okay because you're still putting in the work every day and you're still trying. And not every entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial effort is successful, but you also don't get anywhere without trying and you learn from failures too because you can pick yourself back up and try again. So that's, I will round off <laughs> the talk about vision for the future with that. So um, next up, our next trait is ethics and integrity, two for one, right? So passion and vision are nothing without having a moral standard. Ethics and integrity make business sustainable because there is a common understood code that is the foundation for commerce. Sometimes it's easy to cut corners and sometimes cheating is easier, faster, or more profitable in the short term. But what about long term? What about years down the road? What if your business makes it big, right? It always pays to do it right. Oftentimes, big businesses get a bad rap because they are characterized by the media as greedy, selfish, money hoarding white guys with more dough than they know what to do with. But the truth is, let's look at Starbucks really quick. They gave $6 million to nonprofits in 2015. 
including $1.5 million for social development grants and $3 million to Opportunity for Youth. What about Coca-Cola, right? Have you ever heard of anything about Coca-Cola? Because I sure haven't. But they have donated more than $820 million since 1984 to community sustainability. Then you have Walt Disney. He donated, or the company donated, over $300 million to nonprofit organizations in just one year, 2015, through cash giving, product contributions, and public service announcement. State Farm, surprising to be on the list because I've never heard anything about them either, but State Farm, in addition to a whole host of giving programs, they encourage all of their employees to volunteer and even have a website dedicated to this in their stories. Walmart is a company that definitely gets a bad rep, but they focus on creating opportunity, enhancing sustainability, and strengthening community has led them to donate more than $1 billion. At the very least, big companies employ a whole host of people and they help them make a living, right? Like by employing all of these people, they are sustaining um, lives, essentially. So it might not be true that all companies or even everyone within these companies are good people all the time. But the successful ones have made an ethics statement and they, they value people and they value giving back. And I'm sure you can think of a company that made less than ethical decisions and was dramatically put out of business because of it. Ethics pay in the long run at the end of the day. And if you cannot prove yourself to be a credible business person, if nobody will do business with you, you'll find that you're out of business if you're not being ethical. So a quick personal example, um, not even personal example, I covered this in my last podcast. Uh, it is easier to probably start your business and not walk the walk and talk the talk, uh, having to do with IRS and taxes and everything, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to my last podcast, but it isn't ethical or isn't right. You're, you would be better set to do business legally and... Um, set yourself up for success with the building blocks and foundations of your business rather than trying to make a profit first and see if you have something and then go behind later and try to uh, retroactively build the structure of your business. It's more trouble. You can get in trouble through the IRS if they find out. So, and it's just ethical. You're doing the right thing. Um, and another thing too, with my business, I said I'm going to be donating a portion of every sale to um, mental health awareness, and I'm going to do that. And someone said to me, and I took this um, to heart kind of with the shirt that I'm planning on selling, they said, make sure you have a reason behind why you are selling that. Make sure they know why that shirt's important. Um, and it's just a shirt that kind of showcases my view on mental health awareness, but in a cool powerlifting type way. Uh, I know it's kind of weird, hard to picture. And when she told me that, um, it really like, I, I like took a step back in my head. I was like, wow, okay. So this shirt's great, but if I don't let my consumer know why I designed it, why it's important for me, then what does it matter? Um, and my whole point in saying all of this is when you're selling a product, be true to why you're selling it. Don't make up a reason. Don't make up... Like, don't be false with your ethics, pretty much, because 
um, with social media especially, people will see you for you or whatever you portray. And if, it, if the images don't match up, you'll have problems. So just when you're selling products, be ethical behind it. And also, if you say you're going to donate, donate. <laughs> don't just say that portions go to um, charitable organizations and not donate it because that's super messed up. But, all right, going to round off the topic here on ethics and segue nicely into our next trait, which is people skills. Wow. <laughs> so people skills, something else. I have a, a funny story I'll tell at the end of talking about people skills. But a successful entrepreneur is someone who not only has excellent communication skills and the ability to sell a product, but they are a networking ninja. Networking, that's a key word. Not only are they motivated, but they have the power of motivating their employees to work hard and the ability to motivate their clients to purchase. Building valuable relationships is a specialized skill that takes time and energy. The relationships that are truly meaningful that lead to business opportunities are as follows. They can help you look for opportunities that are mutually beneficial for both parties. You can, uh, you can look for long-term relationships that last more than one transaction. Look for how you can help someone before you even approach them and before you even consider how they can help you. Wow, that's so great. Like those three things I just said to you, so great. So let me kind of go back through that. Look for opportunities that are mutually beneficial for both parties. So if you have something that helps you out, you know, whoever you're talking to, see how it can help them. Because people are more inclined to just kind of do stuff for their own benefit. That's just, a lot of people are like that. But um, yeah, mutually beneficial. And that kind of is a great way to form a good team and do teamwork. Long-term relationships that can last more than one transaction. Again, networking and building great relationships, being nice, looking, um, looking out for them, which is the third point. Look for how you can help someone before you even approach them and before you even consider how they can help you. So, yeah, I do this a lot, actually. So I just kind of throw out resources. Um, there's someone else with the podcast that I've offered help, and he hasn't necessarily taken me up on that, and that's okay. I don't care um, whether or not he wants my help is on him. But I just like offering help because I like seeing him be successful in his podcast. And not only that, it feels good to help others, but... That's just me. So a successful entrepreneur can't go at it alone, pretty much. Relationships have the power to make or break your business, whether it's your employees, your customers, your network. Effective communication nurtures these relationships and helps you value your network, value your people. There's someone, a wise lady, that once said, people are always more important than stuff. And that is such a true statement. So with that, we are on to our next trait, and it is to succeed in business, you must be flexible. If coronavirus has taught us anything, it is that flexible, being flexible helps you survive this crisis. A successful entrepreneur must be able to adapt, change, and problem solve as problems arise. They need to be able to shift priorities and pivot their effort. It also means being receptive to other people's needs, wants, opinions, efforts, and ideas. Feedback is some of the best information you can garnish, but without the flexibility to implement it or change things around, 
You don't have a chance. Business can sometimes have surprises around every corner, and even a well-thought-out plan and strategy needs changing. Extremely adaptable leaders will be able to respond quickly to the situation and make the best decision for their people. On a related note, decisiveness is also a part of flexibility, and it gets an honorable mention here um, as one of our traits. Exercising judgment under pressure is often an essential skill to a successful entrepreneur, and one from my experience that um, you use it or lose it. So don't avoid situations because you don't want to be decisive or make the hard decision. Uh, you become better at it the more you do it and the more you learn. So our next trait is determination, having determination. Sometimes it can feel like the opposite of flexibility, but like decisiveness, determination goes hand in hand with our entrepreneurial spirit. Stepping out and taking risks in your business is essential, but without determination, failure or simply not flourishing can halt your business mid-stride. Setting out what to do with others before you failed to do is not always going to work. But that's when your determined spirit and flexible nature can really cause you to find success. So if Harlan David Sanders had stopped at his first or even his fifth failure, he might not have been able to find the success that he worked so hard for. And our stomachs would be missing out on some good chicken. So, uh, yeah, KFC wasn't a success until, until he was 62. 62 years old. So, KFC is a great example. Richard Branson said it best. Few first ventures work out. It's how a beginning entrepreneur deals with the failure that sets that person apart. In fact, failure is one of the secrets to success. Since some of the best ideas arise from the ashes of a shattered business. Our next trait is a motivation to succeed. So motivation to succeed. No one makes progress by sitting back and waiting for success to find them. Motivation to do, build, and to create is what starts it all. It's like the foundation, right? And it's maintaining that motivation is what's going to drive success. Successful people go out into the world and invoke change through their actions. They use their passions to feel their energies and motivate them forward towards a new goal and opportunity. As passion fuels, they use their goals to envision to direct their motivation, motivation onwards and upwards. Often, they are some of the most competitive people around and notoriously difficult to dissuade from their plans. Motivation is the motion in business. All right, our next trait. We're moving along quick here. A creative streak a mile long. If there was one trait that was special, something, something to success, it's creativity. And it can come in all shapes and sizes. And here are some examples. Visual design, wording and writing, persuasion, a.k.a. marketing and sales. Hello. Problem solving. And this is the ability to come up with solutions in creative ways. Often that is combining other solutions or repurposing other tools. Innovating. And this is a fancy term for new ideas that help solve problems. And it's why it's important to be creative. Innovators are always thinking up of new ways to improve and increase their business. 
And so that is um, kind of the idea behind my business too, is sports specific workout planners. Um, they really kind of aren't out there, but it's, it's hit or miss. And I, in doing market research, I realized this. And so this is why I wanted to create it. And I have gotten a lot of comments that say, Hey, Megan, you should do an app, which of course I would love to do an app. You guys like, yes, that is the future, <laughs> but, um, app development is expensive and I don't have that kind of money. I'm already kind of funding a lot of other things with this business. So that's my creativity with everything. Um, I also do graphic design for my shirts and things like that. So while I don't think of myself as a creative person in the idea of being an entrepreneur, uh, you have to be creative to get things done, uh, manage your resources and create products and help sell them. So next, oh, I'm excited for this next trait, confidence. And it's really hard to obtain. It's a hard trait on our list to obtain. A confident entrepreneur asks questions and uses the if to dream of a big, bright future because they know that they can get there. A confident entrepreneur has the knowledge and the know-how to make their business ideas a reality. A confident entrepreneur radiates into everything that they do for the business. And the biggest benefit of being confident can be the ability to self-promote. Without the ability to sell your business, you cannot succeed. So uh, raise your hand if you've seen the show Shark Tank, because you have certainly heard Mark Cuban tell entrepreneurs on multiple occasions that knowing how to sell is an absolutely essential part of being a successful business owner. And as a creator, if you cannot express what it is that makes your product or service a solution to a problem, who will? Because it's not going to be your customer. Okay, next up, next trait, one that I kind of struggle with, is self-discipline. The final trait of, of a successful entrepreneur is self-discipline. Without that, right, you can have passion and motivation, but you won't go anywhere with that. You can have a great idea, but without the self-discipline to learn the skills and do the research and then the work, your idea will remain just that. Without the self-discipline to work hard in every single moment you invest in your business, it won't get off the ground. Moreover, entrepreneurs become successful as they are disciplined to always make new steps every day towards the accomplishment of their goals. So I'll kind of break down self-discipline. We came up with four parts. The first one, know where you are going. This is a vision we talked about earlier and the goal setting that we did in an earlier podcast. Part two, learn what you need to do to get there. You don't know what you don't know. Absorbing the information so you'll have all the knowledge you need to act will be super helpful. Do what needs to be done every day consistently. This is the heart of self-discipline, one day at a time. And when you hit a certain point, part four, evaluate your success. Change your goals and plans as needed and celebrate. So I'm um, talking, I want to revisit point two, learn what you need to do to get there. Um, I recently signed up for a webinar of, uh, like a business webinar and a bunch of these entrepreneurs are going to come and talk and it was like 60 bucks. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll sign up and it's a Saturday. So I'm just doing it just to see what I can learn. 
just to see they have like a little digital help like book to go along with things and tips and I am an honest believer in you know surround yourself with like-minded people and you'll get you'll benefit from that and so I'm doing this webinar in May sometime uh, just to see what other entrepreneurs are saying doing suggesting and maybe it'll help me out uh, maybe I'll learn something so that's kind of like an example but in the end a successful entrepreneur combines these traits and can combine it into something new and useful something that works for them and their business so now I'm asking you what traits do you need to work on where do you need to go next what if you don't have one of these traits what are you gonna do right are you are you kind of like out of luck right from the get-go well the answer is no you're not um, if you don't have all these traits or you just kind of know that you're not creative you have this idea but you know that you you can't can't take the steps to creatively design it or implement it or stuff um, you can ask for help that's where part of networking comes in and you can ask for help and see about um, hiring someone to help you or getting help from someone else in the market, etc. So there's ways to uh, get around maybe a possible obstacle or develop yourself more so it's not an obstacle. So let me know what do you need to work on? Where do you where do you want to go next? What is something that makes you successful that maybe I didn't put on this list? Let me know. I would love to know. Please comment on the blog on thehustlepod.com. Comment on Instagram at hustlepodcast and let me know what you think. And again, here I am. If you have your own hustle, please, I need to hear it. I want to feature it on the podcast. Please tag me at hustlepodcast.com or sorry, tag me on Instagram at hustlepodcast or leave drop a comment at thehustlepod.com or you can even apply to be on the show send an application in on thehustlepod.com and uh you know we'll talk to you and see if you're a good fit to be on so i would love to uh feature your hustle or have you on the show please let me know thank you so much for listening and tune in next week for another great episode of the hustle podcast